0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as Rangers search for a new manager meets a busy midweek in Europe. The search is on with a host of names being mentioned as Stephen Davis takes the team to Cyprus ahead of Thursday's Europa League game. Celtic gets set for the visit of Lazio in the Champions League tomorrow and Kieran Tierney will miss the remainder of Scotland's Euro 2024 qualifiers with a hamstring injury. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me this evening you have Gordon DL. And Mark Wilson. It's another huge week in Scottish football, starting with a story that we all expected on Saturday evening that Michael Beale wouldn't be the Rangers manager come the start of the week. And now Rangers need to move on and move on quickly. They have a European game to, to contend with coming up. And you would probably think that they would wait to the international break before they make any permanent change. And over the other side of the city, well, it's easy to forget that it's a huge Champions League game on the horizon for Celtic. They need to do much better than they did in match day one. And I think they'll fancy their chances against Lazio tomorrow night. Yeah, it's a big week for both teams. Um, you don't get long in management nowadays in football, Gordon. A new team assembled in the summer. Seven league games in and the Rangers manager's already lost his job. And the hunt goes on for a new one. Um, but it'll be all focused on Tuesday, uh, Sorry, Wednesday, Thursday. Obviously Celtic's kicking off tomorrow night, a terrific game at Celtic Park against Lazio and then Rangers on Thursday night. It'll be interesting to see what Stephen Davis changes, you know, whether it be a lot of personnel, whether it'll be formation. So a lot to look forward to. 0141-951-1025, that is the number. So why not give it a dial? And let the guys know what is on your mind Rangers fans, we're still at that early stage A whole host of names being mentioned So it's up to you Do you want to put a new name forward? Do you want to shoot down some of the names that you've heard already? We could discuss a number of those candidates What direction do you want to see uh, the club going in at the moment? How would you sum up the full picture? Last night was a bit of a split We were kind of looking back on Michael Beale's time Whether it was the right call to pull the trigger and a little bit towards the end about what comes next. So let's let's continue on. And as Gordon says, that might not be a process that ends anytime soon. But at this stage, a whole host of names out there. So let's go through them together on 01419511025. Celtic fans, it is UEFA competition. So in UEFA speak, it is match day minus one ahead of the game against Lazio tomorrow. We're going to hear from Brendan Rogers. So we'd like to hear from you. What are you expecting uh, tomorrow? Uh, get all your thoughts in. Maybe some of you would pay tribute to Tom Rogic. I know he was a real fan's favourite. He has retired uh, at the age of 30 to concentrate on family matters, um, which is always, I guess, worth bearing in mind that there is life outside of football, which we sometimes forget on this show. Uh, and anything else around that game or something different entirely, Kieran Tierney, how big a blow is that to miss all of Scotland's remaining qualifiers? Pick up the phone on 0141 I suspect, though, there is only one place to start, and it is the vacant managerial office at Ibrooks. You were both here on Saturday, mm. 6 o'clock. Things change very quickly in football. Just take us back to that. Were you both absolutely certain that it would come? I think, in fact, you, I think you were, I'll, Gordon. I'll go first. Um, at... About half past four, obviously the result was going against Rangers. Um, the stadium had basically emptied. Um, I thought that Michael Beale would get lump on. 
I really did. But what changed my mind, Gordon, was the anger of the fans that come on the show. Um, and not one, I said it on the show at the time, not one supporter come on and actually backed the Rangers manager. Um, so the writing was certainly on the wall. And um, I think the Rangers fans had had enough. Obviously, if you're a director of the club, you're sitting there, you're watching Ibrooks deserted by 20, 25 minutes before um, full time. The results have been poor. The signings have not been great. So he's come in for a lot of criticism. And as I said, it's the nature of the beast now in management. He, he, he get every backing from the board. He, you know, Michael Bale, I'm sure, will sit back and look and think, you know, I brought this on my own, myself. He owns that because... I don't think the Rangers board could have gave him any more backing, gave him everything he wanted. He brought in all these players, full of promise, paid a lot of money, big wages, and it's just not happened. Well, I was the opposite. I did think he, he would lose his job before the weekend was out. Um, and it, it don't take any great joy in saying that because we all know what it's like when we've been in management and we all know what we sign up for. We know the landscape of football now um, and how short you get, like Daz was saying there. But I think Celtic and Rangers those clubs um, accelerate that process uh, and if you do well you're lauded and you get all the praise on your shoulders and it, it, you know you can walk around this city and pretty much do what you like if you don't do well though you get a shorter period now I think Michael Beal since he's come in I don't think he improved Rangers in any way at all uh, and I think that's what he was brought in first and foremost to do to coach the players that were there then his next um, I suppose remit was to recruit better players. And you could probably argue he did in January. You know, when you look at you look at the players that came in, it looked a bit better and it looked like those players would get better with time. But of course the summer window was where it's all fell down. He put himself out there and you could say that's brave in in management terms these days because there's so much probably as a manager to hide behind. You could point to staff above you, you know, dealing with recruitment and you're handed the players and you have to coach them. But he took that on board. I think when you do that, you need to get it right. And unfortunately, only one of those players in Butland has proved worthy of wearing the Rangers shirt. Um, and the fans were just fed up with it. I mean, no style, 10 months in, he wasn't a new manager. And Daz touched on it there. Just the, the support, the feeling. Getting, winning 1-0 against Motherwell was bad enough. Wanting on against Betis, you might have thought alleviated some of the pressure, but there's no way he was going to survive that after everything that came before it. Let's get stuck in then. 01419511025. That is the number that Lewis has dialed. Take it away, Lewis. Uh, good evening, panel. Uh, first time caller. Multiple... Uh, time beat the pundit contestant <laughs> <laughs> This must be serious business If you've decided to Put the quizzing hat away And uh, talk about actual football Lewis No of course uh, I've just I've got two quick points on it So I know obviously as a Rangers fan It's been brutal the last uh, So many years the way things have been going But uh, I think more than that I think uh, it's a bigger issue In terms of just changing the manager Every now and again um, I don't think at the moment I know there's a lot of discussion about who do you bring in next uh, but right now I don't think it matters a job who we bring in as a manager not until we've got that uh, the structure uh, sorted at the top in terms of bringing in like, a director of football um, I just think uh, like, as a support we were so happy to see the backer uh, Ross Wilson but as a club at board level uh, and above there was no one seemed to 
Uh, there was no sort of movement on getting a, a replacement in for them, uh, which I think a lot of fan, fans were just kind of relieved at. But it was just, I think it was just a bit of a joke, to be honest. Um, every sort of big modern uh, football club these days has a director of football in or a sporting director just to have that sort of continuation. Um, and I just think at the moment, our vision as a club is very short-sighted um, but I just think it's time that we need to get that sorted first and my uh, recommendation which I know is not going to uh, go anywhere but I think looking at someone like David Weir at Brighton which I, I suppose at least to a bigger issue I don't think he would want to leave a sort of well-oiled machine to come up to the mess that's up here just mm. now it's like a poison chalice but I think that's the kind of route uh, that we have to go down first or else we're just going to be in the same boat uh, in a year's time for now So you mean as a, as a sporting director sorry rather than a manager? Yeah of course right, yeah, uh, yeah, no, just yeah. Um, Mark what do you make of Lewis's point about structure? I think it's a great point I think this has highlighted, um, you know, how weak, how flimsy the structure is behind the scenes at Rangers. Um, and it has been for a number of years. Lewis is, Lewis is quite correct in saying that. And, you know, they've got in place a coaching team for the short-term basis. Um, old pal yours, Alex, is in there uh, with Steve Davis, who, you know, was out of contract uh, and, and was staying on to rehabilitate his injury. Now he's found himself in the hot seat uh, and with Stevie Smith as well, who's who's dealt with you know a number of younger players there, but it just shows you that the probably structure isn't in place underneath first team level. And I mean James Bisgrove, his background, I mean he he got praised when he first came in because he made some positive moves and everything looked up. But I don't know if he seems like a wee bit out of his depth in this um, department. And of course, Michael Beale has to take the blame for this, right? And the coaching team. But at some stage, you have to stop and, and point the finger at the, the people who are appointing managers and who are making these big decisions. You know, I think Michael Beale's a perfect example. He scrutinise that and, and the due diligence you do in selecting a manager and why you select a manager. You know, not just because perhaps you liked to look at him when he was at the club before, but what has he actually done as a manager? Yeah. You know, it's a totally different role. So... I, I do think there's a lot of work to be done behind the scenes but I don't think that will get done just now I think Rangers need to prioritise need to get a performance on the pitch for a, and a decent manager to lead that The ironic thing is Gordon because this is the city where everything comes down to comparison between the two mm-hmm. and Celtic don't have a sporting director or a director of football but if for one second we could stop looking at everything through the lens of, of that rivalry Lewis is kind of right it's, it's certainly the model that well I, don't, I wouldn't say I don't know the percentage, but the vast majority of big clubs nowadays, that, that's the model they go for. Well, if they want to go down that route, that, uh, route that now's the perfect time for them. I know what Lewis is saying about managing uh, up. I agree, Mark touched on a point there about, I would also look at what's underneath, because Rangers get rid of their manager and their backroom mm-hmm. staff, and they had to go for a player to step in to the shoes, yeah, the which, t- which is a difficult sa- one. At the same time, though, you're not... It's probably not a consideration of who'll take the team for a couple of games if this manager gets sacked. I know what you're saying. It so happens that we've stumbled in here and it's had to be Stephen mm-hmm. Davis and Alex Ray's been brought in, but you, 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 your structure's in place for the, your football club to function. 
you know, kind of going forward, you're not really worrying about who needs to step in for a game or two, are you? Well, I, I would like to see this. If you're going to like look that's at that's not f- why they're there. I know, but you've got to do the full stroke. You can't just say, right, okay, we'll manage up the way, but we'll not manage down the way. If you're going to have a structure, everything's got to but be put the, in the place. The point I'm trying it's to got make to is be a conveyor point, belt ladder up to the I'm top. I'm trying to make is whoever's your under 20s manager, mm. right, or whatever it is. They're there because you think they're the best man for the job. You're, they're not there in case they need to step in for two games. That's not what they're there for. I know, but you've also you've also got a comfort blanket of anything that happens that needs stepped up. You look at, for instance, what happens if Stephen Davis is fit just now? Does he get his player manager? Yeah, but he's not. Right, That's the but, point. But the, the, the point with Lewis is the sporting director, director of football. Now, if Rangers are going to go down that way and they're going to function as a club like that, then for me they have to go and address that first, and then yeah, of course yeah. yeah, and then build their way down and bring in the manager, head coach, whatever you want to call them. But it'll be interesting to see if they do go down that route. Um, it certainly sp- doesn't seem like it. I, I, you know, I could be wrong. It just seems like the board are, are already underway in their search for yeah, and, and they're going to put the trust in, in, the, in the manager. Now it's very. I look at the board just now and think. Do they come in for a lot of criticism? I don't really think they do because I think that they played their part as a football board. They brought in Michael Beale and they waited to the summer. He lost a lot of experienced players and a lot of good players that knew everything about the club and was very successful at the club. And they backed him to the help. Yeah, as a, as a coach stroke manager, you couldn't ask it for any more from the Rangers board. You probably get everything. Mm. But if you're giving Michael Beale stick for recruitment, you've got to give the board stick for their recruitment of Michael Beale. That's always the way it works, isn't it? Got when to be a manager fair. doesn't it's work It's got out. to be fair. Um, Lewis, because it's a, it's a really good point, but it's also kind of out there a bit in the, in the distance. Yeah. If it was about just the managerial search, which it maybe looks like it is at the moment, could be wrong, what are you making of some of the names that you're hearing? Honestly, um, to be honest, Gordon, I'm, I really don't have an opinion, and that and that's not as a basically as a fan or um, being discouraged by some of them. It's just you don't know what support that they're going to get from obviously from the board, and then also is it going to be the same again in a year's time? I mean, it's been the same every year, apart obviously Gerard aside, where COVID saved them. But I think uh, the bigger issue as well is on the park, you've, the leadership or the or lack of leadership, so to speak. I mean, for example, you've got Tavernier, who's been there for eight seasons, um, and you've got Butland, who's been in the door for close to eight weeks. Uh, and I've seen more leadership qualities to Butland than I have to James Tavernier, his whole t- uh, Rangers career. So I'm sorry, James, you've seen as well, but I think it's time you get back in your Lamborghini and go back down to Wigan or Sheffield Wednesday because Rangers certainly don't need you anymore. Well, that's what they used to say about you. Get yeah. back in the Passat. Yeah, get, get back. Oh, here. many a time. And by the way, uh, I did used to get back in the Passat. Leave that trail of black Oh, yeah, with, with the hand out the window. You know how many fingers were coming with that one. But, <laughs> but seeing the Tavernier thing, I mm. totally disagree with that. I really, I, I'm 100% disagreeing with that. You can have a go at Tavernier about, oh, he's not got the captain, you know, leadership, he doesn't shout, doesn't ball, he doesn't drag people up and down the pitch. Fine, you can argue that point all day. As a player and what he brings to the club, come on, his stats stack up for him. You cannot be saying that about one of your best players. Mm, I suspect that's a another issue we can debate in the fullness of time, but let's crack on with the here and now a bit with Graham. Who's in the East End? What's your take on it all, Graham? 
Um, thanks for taking my call, Gordon. Gordon and the Mushroom. I don't think I've ever said that. I've been on a few times, so my apologies, Mark. No, that's what he's here for. I call him Mushroom, Max. Yeah, I know. I think he's a better golf player than you as well, Gordon. But anyway. You're off to a bad start. You're off to a bad start. My apologies, guys. We've had banner. Um yeah, thanks for taking my call. Spoke to the producer, and then obviously get back to me. Um, it's the whole, it's the whole showdown at Ibrox, and Mark touched on it, and so did Gordon. Um, it's the questionable thing above, above the team, above the management level, above the the recruitment, and unfortunately, Michael Beale has been shown the door because the recruitment hasn't been good enough. Um, his appointment hasn't been good enough. The money he spent hasn't been good enough. The dismay. I was at the game. I don't remember the last time I wasn't at a game. And the mass exodus uh, Aberdeen to now was literally, I would say, sixty percent of the stadium. Um, my main point is that was on the cards. And I don't like seeing anybody losing a job, as you guys say that quite frequently. Nobody likes to see that. He spent money that um, hasn't been spent well. Um, the Rangers' support are very needy. Gordon touches on that from his playing days. <laughs> um, but he's being serious at the same time and absolutely legit. Um, we're, hard, we're, hard to, we're hard to please. But my main point is, We've just we've we've named we've named every manager under the sun to take over um, from Michael Beale apart from Pep Guardiola. I don't even think Pep, and this is a joke, but serious at the same time. I think Pep Guardiola would have the tools to transform that team around. Steve Steve Davis has been brought in uh, with Alex Ray. Um, I've met him at a few speaker nights in my local, so. I, I hope you do well, Alec and uh, Mr Davis. As any Rangers fan would want, um, we need we need to gel. We're not gelling. The, the supporter, as the supporter, the fan is the fan, but we're not. I don't think we're going to give Steve Davis and Alex Ray. This is my first point to the producer. Um, time we've got two two games, if I'm right, and then and then the international break. Yep. Am I right, Gordon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'll I'll beat the games if, if I can. Um, predominantly not maybe the international games, but for the Rangers' point of view, the board. Mark, Mark, Mark touched on me very quickly there, and I think the last caller did as well. The board needs to be acceptable from a, a, a financial point of view, a direction point of view, a director of football point of view. The list is endless. I, I made a wee joke kind of earlier there. Pep Guardiola wouldn't touch this job right now. If he had the finances which he had at Man City, anybody would take it. But we need direction, we need support, and we need we need backing. We need backing, guys. But where's that backing going to come from, though? You know, fans often say this because they see the glamour of, you know, these you know, foreign investment companies coming in and investing billions and they believe that someone's out there just waiting to do that for their club. Very hard to find. So sometimes you need to manage your finances, what you've got, and, you know, the great fan base that Rangers have got. Mm. Then they should, but listen, they've invested a lot of money. 
into the club just poor poor transfer recruitment give, policy give me a name Graham uh, <laughs> you're putting me in the spot here Gordon alright just well, what do you make um, of some of the ones you've heard today um, the only one that I would find relevant um, and I think he's got a wee bit of blue in him would be Frank Lampard if we could afford him if, if you think that would be a good move um, there's nothing out. There's nothing else. There's nothing else out there that that tickles me. That tickles my fancy. See this Kevin Musket nonsense. I've heard uh, night and day. He probably kicked about five Rangers players up and down the park at one point in his career. He's not. He's done nothing else. Seriously, he's um, arguably got a better managerial CV than Frank Lampard, though, does he not? Yeah. Well, this is where you could come in and correct me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. He oh, does. Dear. He does. Um, yeah. I think Mark's got a better record. <laughs> By the way, I've got a list of names down here. Muscat's the top. Uh, um, my list. Um, I think you know he follows that Ange Postecoglou pathway. That's well known. He's won things. He's been successful. He's got a style of play that doesn't match the style of play that he, you know, carried out when he was a player. And I think that's where people get confused. People think he was. You know, this aggressive, hard defender, that that's what you're going to get as a coach. Totally different, you know, totally different um, way of playing. And I think it might be achievable. That's the point. Lampard, he's your favourite, isn't he? You love Lampard. No. <laughs> he's got a bit of blue in him. <laughs> he's got a bit of blue in him. That's about the... Like, this guy complains about Lampard on a weekly basis. I, I would like I would like Frank Lampard's uh, PR company to represent me. I'd be top of the world. <laughs> Let me see. I, I, th- I think whoever does a job for him does a brilliant job. As a player, magnificent. As a coach stroke manager, I am not too sure. <laughs> what do you mean by not too sure? I don't, I don't rate him at all. <laughs> 01419511025. We'll get your thoughts next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here. So 0141-951-1025. Just before the travel, the name Frank Lampard was floated in connection with the managerial vacancy at Rangers. George in Bathgate, is that a name that excites you? No, absolutely not. I mean, we can we, we can't do that. We can't. We've got working with Stephen Gerrard, uh, being a rookie manager, and it worked out all right for us. Um, and when Michael Beale was mentioned, whatever it was a year ago, however long it was ago, um, I said we had to go out and get a manager, uh, bring a manager, and 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 take us to the next level. And didn't get me wrong, when Michael Beale got the job, I backed him all the way. And by the way, I was probably one of the last folks to back him up until. About 25 minutes into the game on Saturday, I thought we shouldn't change it. Let's try and give the guy a chance. But after Saturday, it was just enough was enough. But going to Frank Lampard, I don't, I don't think that's the right move. I mean, I think he had an absolute nightmare with Everton, um, and he got the Chelsea job because he's an ex-Chelsea player. We, we need to go and we need to go and break the bank. I don't know what breaking the bank is in, in the Rangers financial uh, mm-hmm. term, but we really need to go and break the bank. It's a forty, fifty grand that we can get a manager and bring in a top manager, bring in a manager to our level that we can afford um, to get these players working. Because I honestly didn't believe we've got the worst players in the world. God, I really didn't think that. I think a, a good manager can get a tune out of these guys, but bringing in Frank Lampard 
just isn't an answer for me. It really isn't an answer. Yeah, I mean, the my favourite quote I saw earlier or headline was, you know, Frank Lampard would be open to discussions or something. I thought, well, I'd, I'd like to be. think so. Like, you know, <laughs> like, sitting in the house, you know, so would so would you if if the question was asked, sort of thing. But um, I don't know, Gordon. You've you've kind of made your feelings clear. You've you're very anti that idea. Yeah, look. Don't try and play it down. Don't try and be polite. Come on, tell us what you really think. Well, I, I, I've told you, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I, I think as a player, he was magnificent. Uh, what I've seen him and watched his, his teams play and uh, Everton as well. I just thought, you know, and he had a massive budget when he was at Derby in the Championship. I know he got to the, the playoff final, won it, and he get beat. Um, but he's done absolutely nothing for me I think he's got a terrific PR company that obviously gets him out there great reputation never saying about him as a player but going forward for Rangers I, I agree with you I, I, I think they need a leader and I think they need strong management I think they need someone that because the transfer window's closed so they need they need to work with these players so you've got to get in, you've got to get a style of football, you've got to get a shape about you, you've got to get belief, confidence back into that dressing room. And that takes a very good uh, manager to do that, to achieve that. I think, I think they also need, sounds an easy thing to say, but a manager that's experienced of winning things. Now, people say, well, what does that matter if you come in with a style and that? It does matter. It really does matter. Look at Postacoglu when he came in. None of us knew him apart from, apart from him beside us. But he'd won things throughout his career. He knew how to in, implement a plan. He knew how to stick to the plan. And he knew how to make that plan successful. Uh, so you think that that's important? Because with that, again, probably going to have to be, no offence to Rangers or Scottish football, if it's a kind of winning manager, that's probably coming then from a smaller league. That just yeah. kind of... Figures. So you think you still think that's a better idea than say a bigger name, so called, uh, who's not one thing. I think as long as you can see that they've got a certain structure, a certain style, because that is of course all important at clubs like Celtic and Rangers. How many times did that come up with Michael Beale that we don't see a style, it's not entertaining. If you can match that with a winning mentality and a winning manager, it's got silverware against him and knows how to get across the line, then of course you would go for that. But Rangers, you know, thoughts of Lampard coming in, Michael Beale, very new in his managerial career. Stephen Gerrard probably was proved that it could be done, but again, it was in a unfamiliar season to everybody with with COVID. Um, but Rangers seem to always go for almost a project like manager, never really someone that's got a great body of work behind them that they can show and say, look, this is what I've done. And if you stick with me, even if we've got a few bad results, mm. I'll get us to here. Uh, you know, it leaves it easy for the fans to point the finger like, this is never going to turn with this guy in charge. This early stage of a managerial search can be wildly unpredictable because I think Frank Lampard was the bookmaker's favourite, or is, or whatever, mm. last time I checked. Um, please gamble responsibly. But that doesn't necessarily mean much. It doesn't mean he's close to the job. You know, it's just not the way it works. It can be obviously as a response to people putting money on it or whatever. Um, George, what type of route would you like to see Rangers go down? Uh, well, you just you just said. I mean, you just asked a, a question, a, a rhetorical question. You actually asked there. Do you want a manager, <coughs> say a smaller league, who's win things, or do you want a big manager who's no win nothing? I mean, that's that tells you everything you need to know. I mean, I think the Bodo Glimp manager was mentioned and. Guys like that, people people might be saying, "Well, what's he done? Well, he's done no bad in the Champions League with um, 
a really small budget. Um, I mean, you spoke about Kevin Musket there. Uh, Kevin Musket has done uh, no bad in the teams that he's been. He's not been in big leagues and things like that, so maybe teams haven't went for him. It's well above my pay grade, Gordon, but I really, really think we have got to go and get the manager. I mean, with uh, Goldson, 35 grand a week, and Tavernier, 35 grand a week, we're going to have to go and pay a manager a decent amount of money to come in. And it's not a rebuild, because we're not going to do a rebuild again. We'll bring a new player. We're going to have to work with It's as simple as that. But we're going to have to bring a manager in that can work with these players and get a tune out of these players, because it's just not happening now. And if that takes, see if that takes four or five weeks, I mentioned that last week, you know, last night, sorry, see if we, take, if this takes four or five weeks, Gordon, and you've maybe got to go to a big Alex McLeish and Barry Ferguson and guys like that and sit down and say, look, what are you here? Who are you looking at? What kind of guys do you think would be ideal for this job? And another thing, too, I'd bring in a Rangers man to work alongside him. And whenever that manager had to go for another bigger club after winning the league at the end of the season or, or getting beat or whatever, you, you keep that guy there and then you just move on to the next manager. I think that's the way you date, Gordon. We've never had that. Everybody goes, and everybody comes in. Everybody goes. It doesn't work like that. What do you think, time frame-wise, do you think there is a bit of yeah, a I, bit of time here for Rangers to do this? Yeah, I think there. Are. Um, you've got Thursday night, then you've got St Mirren and Paisley on Sunday, and then that gives you that breathing space after that to sit down. But... Obviously, the board will be sitting talking just now. and Just let me reframe that, because I think that's obvious. I don't, no offence. Mm. But, I mean, like... But then sometimes what an international break does is it almost puts a spotlight on, oh, well, there better be a new guy in for the first game back. But I wonder if that is actually the case. Might it even take longer than, than that? Yeah, I'll tell you the reason why, in my opinion. I think the Rangers board are under immense pressure that they've got to... You know, they've got to cover every avenue here of the manager. They have got to get their spot on. They're under pressure from the Rangers supporters. Um, so it won't be a rush job. They'll take into consideration different personalities, different management styles, different different guys' ages as well. Um, would they go for a more experienced manager rather than the Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard types? Um, so you would just wonder... That if it's going to take an extra week, I'm sure if as long as the Rangers fans know they get it right, then they're quite happy to wait because you're not really going to do it in the transfer market anyway. But I think that they're buying themselves a bit of time because they have got to make this one nailed on. At the same time, it will be three weeks. It will be three weeks from sort yeah. of last game to, to next league game after the international break. It does seem like a fairly... I think they'll have someone in place before the next right. uh, league game after the international break. I think, let's be honest, I think the board knew what was coming around the corner. I think a lot of fans expected it. I think the board must have had a contingency plan that they may have started on. And I don't think that they'll allow mm. themselves four or five weeks or six weeks even to get this. I think they'll yeah, be done before. Lot, doesn't it? Um, I know Darren, who's an East Kilbride, I know you've got a couple of points, Darren, but if I can throw one on you, there's been a bit of a debate here. One caller wants Lampard, George doesn't. Would you have any thoughts on that either way? Nah, no Lampard. Um, I'm of the same view that you need to bring in somebody that's won something. Um, you know, like it, like we said, it, we got lucky with Gerard being a sort of experimental manager. Um, but we then, you know, that's not, lightning's going stri- to not strike twice. You know, I'm fairly confident that Lampard would be a terrible choice. We need somebody that's a proven winner and can deliver the sort of play that we want to see, not another project or not somebody that's been a consistent failure. 
Yeah, a good ironic thing now about the Stephen Gerrard comparison, the relative success, and we'll call it that because I know it wasn't it wasn't widespread success, but the relative success that he had was once upon a time apparently because there was a mix there of him being the disciplinarian and the figurehead and a certain guy who was apparently a very good coach. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's what's fascinating now to look back on that and now Darren and others saying, ah, yeah, that, that, but, you know, that's that was a project and we, we don't we don't want that again. I think you need a. I think the Rangers right now in that dressing room in that football club need probably more of a a management style, a strong character, a guy that knows the game inside out. We went they went with Michael Beale. You know, I've I heard it ran down my throat every day about how good Michael Beale was in the training ground, how great a coach he was. I'm not doubting that for a minute, so I'm not going to criticise the lad there. But it never showed to me on the pitch. So it tells me that somewhere in that dressing room, to the training ground, to the match days, they need a leader, they need a strong character. The you know, the type that maybe Ange Postacoglu for me was. Now that's only my opinion. Other people might go down the route of saying, no, 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 we've got so many players, we need this uh, another fantastic coach. Well, Michael Beale was a fantastic fantastic coach, it didn't work. Um so it'll be interesting to see what style of manager, but in my opinion, they need a mm. strong character in the dressing room. Uh, okay, but has the Gerard thing shown then that you know, of course we put attention on who's the main man, who's the figurehead. Mm. Of course, it's always that. But you know, the coaching team that's going to come in, can, well, it can be as important. Every bit is important. Yeah. I think. I think that's right. I mean, I think Rangers are crying out for that figurehead and that strong character. I think Gerard was that. His playing career backed it up. How he was as a captain backed it up. You heard stories of what he was like at Liverpool, the standards he drove. And there's nothing wrong with Steven Gerrard. In fact, mm. you've got to commend him going in and saying, I might not be the best coach to take this on and employing others. Rangers might just need a mixture like that going forward, but they need someone with real authority. What else you got for us, Darren? Um, on that, like leadership is one of the biggest problems, I think, that we have. And I heard earlier on someone saying about changing Tav as the captain and I would be inclined to agree with that yeah he's a consistent player you know he's been good for us you know and he's one of our better players but in terms of leadership he's lost it um, we're now he's a consistent player but he's also been a consistent failure in terms of leadership if we're going to change things it needs to be from the top down and oh, we need a new leader on the pitch because for the past few seasons it's shown that it just isn't working and also to get the fans back on side, I think it's time that any manager that comes in probably has to bite the bullet and say, right, Tav, you've done well for us, but it's time for somebody else to have a go. What if the new manager came in, Darren, took a look at everyone, assessed everyone and went, that's the guy for me, James Tavernier, he's my captain. Would Rangers fans eventually accept that maybe he's the right man for the job? If results turn around, I maybe. But, but then that suggests that he is, you know, with it being the team sport and lots of different factors, you know, how do we correlate lack of success with James Tavernier? It's hard to draw that and, and you know, make that direct comparison, isn't it? Well, the thing is, if you look, he's seen off a bundle of different managers, right? And there comes a time when a common denominator becomes part of what you have to consider. And part of that is that on the pitch, you know, the fans have seen it We, on and off the pitch, actually, that we don't think that he's delivering in the way that he should now. You know, he plays well, but 
he's overseen seasons upon seasons of failure. And if we're thinking, you know, the buck stops with a manager, yes, it does. But also, another consistent, ever present has been James Tavenier. And I think if we're going to change leadership and renew focus on leadership, we need somebody that's willing to grab the bull by the horns and be that sort of gritty guy that we need. You know, I know it seems kind of like what's brought up all the time, but look at what Jack, the way Jack Butlin's been presented and the way he's been interacting with fans, the way he has been media and all sorts. Maybe that's premiership media training, like from being down south, I don't know, but he comes across leaps and bounds ahead of what Tavernier does and when he's in front of the camera and even instilling that belief in the fans, Butlin's doing that in spades just now where Tav doesn't. Okay, good point, Darren. So it's certainly a good debating point anyway. That was Darren in East Kilbride. Let me tell you about this before we go any further. Well done to Brenda, who won £94,000. Imagine, on Make Me a Winner. She's about to move house. I'm sure her new place will be all decked out in some new furniture, uh, including the biggest bed she can find. We could make you a winner of £96,000. It's going up tomorrow when we make another call, but you need to be in the draw. So, text YES to 61025. The texts are £2, plus your standard network rate. You can enter online at Clyde1.com. And online entries are £2 as well or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate. You have to be over 18 and the rules for this network competition are online. So if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away. Don't say anything else and the £96,000 could be yours but only if you're in it. So text YES to 61025. 9511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson Gordon DL are here it's 01419511025 as we continue to assess Rangers managerial vacancy Celtic fans it is one of those stories I'm sure you can sympathize is definitely the wrong word but understand uh, the attention but it would be lovely to talk about a Champions League game involving your team tomorrow so pick up that phone and get your thoughts into us please um, what you made of the names then right you two have agreed you're not fans of the Frank Lampard name uh, for the Rangers job Mark you you think there is value in Kevin Muscat I do yes um, again it's just one way of looking at it but I've just checked one bookmaker and Pascal Janssen is the favourite apparently ahead of Frank Lampard Kevin Muscat there as well uh, Philippe Clement, Derek McInnes uh, Ryan, I mean as an example Ryan Lowe is still there but I think it's it's become fairly widely reported today that he's not in the running for the job yet he's still fairly high up the odds so and that maybe tells you everything you need to know again Graham Potter's still high up the odds as well um, it, she it, not distant to yourself yeah, yeah, that's the point um, any names Gordon that you think well, that could be interesting um, I think there'll be always interesting names there um, Gordon I'm going to throw one left field because I'm a good, very good friend of them Billy Davis has been out of the game for a bit of uh, someone time someone said that last night in the phone actually. yeah and I listened to Kenny who'd worked under Billy and um, lorded how good he was and I think everybody that has worked under him knows how good he is he's worked at a very good level he's got promotion to the Premier League he's been in playoffs if you look at his CV he's broken so many records now the big question is well he's been out for so long but you've got to look at the bigger picture why he's been out for so long he's now at every single game he's up and down 
um, north and south. He's done every qualification, north and south, so you can't throw the dinosaur one at him. I just think a guy like him, with the track record, knows the club inside out, was an ex-player. I think he's a sort of a strong leader-manager you need in the club. Mark, any of those names that we mentioned well, there? Um, well, Pascal Jensen's always going to get a shout for what he's he's achieving at the minute. Um, I think Muscat would be favourite in the running. I've seen Bielsa getting mentioned. Rangers fans take Bielsa. I mean, I know it didn't end well for him at Leeds, but he transformed that club and the the tempo he had them playing at, you know, how charismatic he was. Not everybody's cup of tea, but certainly be interesting. Mm, okay, uh, Justin is on the line. What are your thoughts on the any names out there that's tickling your fancy, Justin? <laughs> no, I, I've actually been listening. My original point is I've completely smashed out the park because I've actually changed my point to what I was originally doing after listening to you. Fair enough. Um, it, it's good. It's good to, to speak to you as always, but I, I'm concerned about the names that's getting bandied about. Um, for a number of reasons and you've, I, I find it in a strange position that I'm agreeing with Gordon for a change um, but for me it's not about the name and it's not about the whether they've won things or whether they've a rookie manager to me it's about a character just now and it's something that Michael Beale hasn't really shown he might be a phenomenal coach and great on the training ground, as you've all mentioned. But the one thing Rangers have been lacking, it seems, is his character. And somebody that can, for want of a better word, put a rocket up somebody's backside or look as if they're strong when they're leading something. The likes of, you know, the names I would put out, no for a managerial role, but a type of character, you know, an Alex McLeish, a Graham Suris. The reason Gerard had that instant respect when he walked in the door is nobody was going to question his ability. No as a manager, but him as a person, the way he carried himself, the way he carried himself in the press, that would command instant respect to anybody around about him, whether he was an experienced manager or not. It's just people like, you know, I've heard Neil Warnock, I've heard, you know, Lampard, I've heard Kevin Muscat. I think none of them bring that. If I'm entirely honest, the Kevin Muscat one really worries me because it's almost as if we're going down the road. Somebody somewhere has come up with, oh, he's, he's managing in the Japanese league, he's Australian. That could be an Ange Postacoglu mark too. I just think that's a mess for the word go. I think it's somebody with character. I, I wouldn't care if they're, you know, young, old, but it's somebody that's carrying themselves in the right way that can grab that dressing room with a scruff of the neck and get the best out of the players that are in there now. Because for me, the biggest challenge they now is we've got 15 million quid worth of strikers at the club who are powder puff, who are not even looking like they should be playing with a, a championship team, let alone Rangers. And there's, I'm concerned a wee bit, sorry to rant on, but the, the concern a bit, I've heard calls talking about Tav. Tav defensively, yes, has his frailties. But as in the way he carries himself and leads by example, he's not a shouter, he's not a screamer. But the way he leads that team by example, with some crucial goals, by penalties, by free kicks, the reason he's getting criticism now is he's maybe not performing at that high calibre that he has. But I think for people to come out and fans to come out and tell him his days are numbered and they should be out the door, 
I find massively insulting and it's Rangers fans with a short memory that are coming out with stuff like that. That's disappointing. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think that I'm not talking about gone are the days where you go in and, you know, I, I worked under old-fashioned managers years ago and it was a completely different management style. But you still need that respect. And I think that the one that really caught me was Postacoglu when he came to Celtic. You know, he, he just walked into a room, he had that mm-hmm. instant respect. He didn't need shouting ball, but he had the respect from his mm-hmm. players as well. I think that's what you need. I so think is that where sorry, is that where personality is important then? Because he actually he he blew away a lot of stereotypes that that we had, mm-hmm. or a lot of preconceptions, sorry, that we had. Because you're right, he did command respect, but not because he knew the club, not because he knew the league, not because he was a well-known manager, and not because he was a well-known player. He just did. It was just his personality, yeah. and he's gone and done it. So all those other kind of boxes, I wonder how important they actually are. It is important because he's got great belief in his own ability. Mm -hmm. And when you walk in, and Mark will tell you, we've been in dressing rooms, you get a manager that's in that dressing room and you're looking and think, this guy is so organised, he's got great belief in what he's going to do, I'm buying into this. All of a sudden, everything, the mindset changes in the dressing room, Gordon. And that comes from the energy of the manager. There's no doubt in that. We've all played with managers that... You know, in my day, for instance, I played under, a, I started my career under a great Jock Wallace. And if Jock Wallace had told me to go and throw myself in the bath before I went out and played, I'd, I'd get in head first. Because you believed in the guy that much. Strange. Stay in there so we don't need to play <laughs> <you>. <laughs> But this is what I'm saying. So you need somebody to get in there and just grab the dressing room and get it where the players are confident, they believe in what they're trying to do. And, and how to go forward. And I think that's a different style of manager. I keep going back to it. Everybody talks about, oh, I need a great coach. They went down that road. Michael Beale came with the best reputation I've ever heard. In fact, I thought he was going to reinvent the wheel at one point. I was so looking forward to the brand of football he was going to bring. Unfortunately for Michael Beale, it didn't work out. So I'm not really, I'm not really first on that Oh, he's got to be, you know, formation-wise and everything. I think you need a leader. I think you need a strong character. I think you need players to believe in you, your direction, your organisation. Um, and I think that's the type that Rangers need to go forward in the next step. Thank you, Justin. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. You know it's like it's big news. It's serious stuff. That's the most serious hour we've ever had out of you two. In yeah, the, in the full five on Super yeah, Scoreboard. Yeah, no, we got the next ten minutes. We got a couple of minutes for some nonsense before we get Go back for to it. it. Well, well, I'm a leader in here because I'm I'm holding the guy up. This guy's this guy's yeah, in the right. Ready to bounce back, right? He's still won again. So flip the coin my way. Let's play beat the pundit. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic fans, we can talk Champions League after that if you so wish. But the lines close at seven. Four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. So much being said already tonight about the Rangers managerial vacancy. So if you want to keep your thoughts coming, please do. Any new names you want to throw in? Any analysis of names that you've already heard? And what about tomorrow? Celtic fans, the Champions League returns. What are you expecting? What are all your thoughts ahead of that one? Good time to call and we'll get you on after this.
Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. These two, you never quite know what you're going to get with them on beat the pundit. So let's see what tonight brings with Andy, who is in Maryhill. How's it going, Andy? I'm good, yourself. Not bad, Andy. Have you ever played before? I've played a couple of times. A couple of times. How did it go? And I missed me. Been good humans and Marvin beat me. Right. Okay. Uh, where's the hat there? <laughs> yeah, the hat was with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, this, it'll be a good beat to pundit because I've not got the questions. Just realised. Right. Let's make them up. I just need to. There we come. Right, well done, John. Good man, there we One are. One job. Uh, right, Andy, who would you rather face? Who is? Who did the listeners think is the weaker player out of these two nowadays? Uh, I'd say a flip of a coin, but I'd say Gordon's very unpredictable. Gordon's <laughs> in a terrific run. Mark's won See, one out even, of the last six. Even though my lack of form, he still gets classed as a weaker. No, I'm not. Andy didn't say that. Said I'm, you're unpredictable. Yeah, I'm very much unpredictable. Incredible. Right, heads, it will be Gor- uh, Mark. Sorry, tails, it will be Gordon. So let's find out what we've got. It is tails. It's you. Me again? Yeah. Weird enough, it's just the way the coin falls. Yeah. Right, Andy, all the best. Let's give Gordon best, some mate. greatest hits radio to listen to. Nice and loud, Andy. You know the drill, I'm sure. 30 seconds, answer the questions, and pass if you want, and move on. That's fair? <laughs> no worries. Let's do it. 30 seconds starts now. On what island would you find Aris Limassol's stadium? Pass. Who is the current manager of Clyde? Clyde Pass. Name any of the Hearts players in the last Scotland squad. Uh, uh, which Saudi team did Jota join after Celtic? Lazio will play in which city? Uh, Rome. Sead Haksibanovic is on loan at which English club? West Brom. Who's got the better average attendance, Partick Thistle or Dunfermline? Thistle. What is going on? <laughs> Did you take cramp? <laughs> 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 He's had to stand. Years of getting cramped. Kicked his cheek. Oh, I took a terrible. Right, go. I thought it was actually quite distracting. So it was. Exactly, Andy. You're getting an extra point. Oh, sorry, Andy. Sorry, man. I could see him standing up. I, I did say he was very unpredictable. Well, no, that's true. That's not what we had right. in mind. Come on. Because I think go. the camera was on me, maybe reading the questions. About the corner of my eye, I could see you up <laughs> and about. What was going on? <laughs> oh, you better cramp there from the dazzler. Are <laughs> right, you ready? Yeah. Let's go. On what island would you find Aris Limassol's stadium? Pass. Who is the current <laughs> manager of Clyde? Uh, pass. Name any of the Hearts players named in the last Scotland squad. Shanghai. Which Saudi team did Jota join after Celtic? Pass, don't know. Lazio playing which city? Uh, Rome. Sead Haksibanovic is on loan at which English club? Oh, Southampton, don't know. Who's got the better <laughs> average attendance, Partick Thistle or Dunfermline? Uh, Dunfermline. Which English side did Stephen Robinson manage before arriving at Markham. St Mirren? Have you done enough, Andy? Uh, it's very, very tight. Both of mm. poor. I'll take one off him for the whole cramp incident. No, you can't do that. See, the thing with uh, Haxabanovic is actually at Stoke, because that's going to bug me. Ah, yeah, it is. Ah, I knew it was an S, Andy. Andy. Too late, Andy. And um, the red strip. Aris, it's going to bug him. <laughs> You're going to tell him the answer <laughs> in a minute. Aris Limassol, Cyprus. I can't what? believe you didn't get that. What was your question? <laughs> I 
on what island would you find Aris Limassol Stadium? All right, okay. That's a problem if you don't know the question. I've been in Cyprus as well. I have a touch of sympathy. I think the way it was worded, did you think it was some sort of like Cypriot yeah, island? Yeah, I, I kind of know what you mean. But yeah. anyway, um, why do you not say something yeah. else? Now? The manager of Clyde is Brian McLean. Well, he's the head coach, and our pal Jim Duffy's upstairs. Uh, I still, did you not know that? No, did, did Andy? Jim's away, no. isn't it? No, no, Aye, mm-hmm. uh, Andy. Questions were hard tonight, mate. Is he not? If I missed this news, oh well, maybe I have. Um, Xander Clark and Lawrence Shankland. Yeah, did Andy get that? Yeah, one each. Jota, oh, okay, Andy, you're not holding the score. Shut up. He <laughs> <laughs> can't be getting callers abuse like that. Jota joined. Al- I don't know. Al Itahad. No, Andy didn't get that either. Um, yeah, that's. Fairly well known as well. You're right. You think I would keep up with the life and career of our good pal Jim Duffy at the end of last month? There we go. Uh, August. Sorry, really sorry about that. Um, Lazio playing Rome. Yeah, Andy, did you get Andy get mm-hmm. it? Two two. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was tailor made for you to get that. Oh, wrong. I, t- I tell you, what, I thought I'm, you were going to say Lazio. I'm going to tell you right now. I just guessed that. Seriously, 100. <laughs> percent What chance you got, Andy? <laughs> just, seriously, I, I just went. I went with the safest bet. Rome. What chance you got, Andy? And when seriously. you didn't laugh, I thought, oh, I've got, I've you got that. it spot I've on. I know. That. I was preparing to laugh. <laughs> Pax Ibanovic is at Stoke, Andy. Ah, yeah. I would, I would never have got that. Panicked. None of you got it right. You had the average attendance. Who's got the higher average attendance? Um, part- made a hill team. I know, and it's the other one, and Gordon got it. I'm Fairland. I'm oh. devastated. <laughs> That, that kind of swung it for him. The unpredictable uh, dazzler has just got went into the lead, Andy. And, uh, and Andy's out of questions. Oh, see uh, you, mate. And it is, um, it's Morkham for Stephen yeah. Robinson. You've had your highs and lows tonight as a low. It was a hit and miss. Boom. 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 Andy, listen. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Did you hear that? Boom. Another one hey. bites the dust. Did you hear that? He said it certainly is a low getting beat <laughs> off you. <laughs> and another one bites, another one bites the dust. Bye bye, Andy. <laughs> Come back, <laughs> come back when your knowledge is a little bit better. <laughs> oh, Andy, before we let you go, you're a Celtic fan. What are you thinking tomorrow? Um, I think we could win. Uh, these European games can always be tricky, but do you know what? Like, there's nothing to lose. <laughs> did you see? Did you see enough fine or the way? Aye, but just the kind of same sort of mistakes as last year. Uh, like you did the kind of fine errors, but fine sorry, fine moments in the game, but. Uh, I think they will do the job tomorrow Yeah well Celtic fans Good time for you to phone in We'll hear from Brendan Rogers. Might as well hear from you as well It seems like you'll be keeping good company So give us all your thoughts ahead of tomorrow Confidence levels Fears Hopes Who should play You know the usual drill Pre-match Get your thoughts in uh, Right now You were actually telling us Mr Unpredictable During <laughs> the, the news there That you're um, You've become somewhat of a Or you're hoping to become a, a TikToker Oh I love TikTok So you've been spending your time Looking at other content Yeah And you now think you could I've got introduced produce. to it right I didn't know anything about it And someone says Look download the app We're sitting having a chat Download the app Go and have a look at it Now Oh bed early Boom Just sit and watch all the videos <laughs> yeah. I, That doesn't sound <laughs> very good <laughs> does it? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really I didn't say, But I love the funny ones And how people can <laughs> make it up I'm glad, my, my next question was What sort of stuff do you watch And then I thought no, don't, I, don't I like ask, all, the, I like all the, the, the funny golfing ones The sporting ones The different ones and Just <laughs> imagination I go for the imagination <sighs> I'm, sure you, I'm sure you do Do you know what I mean? 
Uh, yeah, uh, my, my, well, honestly, show me your search history. Me. <laughs> Hold up to that camera. <laughs> I cannot get me a search history in that. Uh, find me my search history. Um, Do you know what? You say, actually said during the news that you don't, you go into bed now and you don't watch TV. You just watch I, TikTok. I just watch TikTok, yeah. I'm fascinated with it. Again, I, I quite I like it. You are. Mm. Yeah, quite, I quite like them. I think, so you're going to create your own Yeah, but channel? I, would, I know, but... What would be the content we could expect oh, if I, I tuned know. into your TikTok channel? <laughs> Cramp could I expect? Cramp and golf. <laughs> Why? When I tuned Cramp, you didn't even come and give it the old... The old legs up, toes up. Yeah. And, uh, no thanks. Well, I, I imagine Uncle Dazzler. Uncle Dazzler. I'd give in TikTok. people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in their living rooms. I Hello. think you'd have quite a big following. <laughs> oh, what people you would can into Asda every yeah, day. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, stealing the bags. You don't do that, do you? Very pinch. Oh, I've, I've been known to. I'm not, and it's just a pure mistake. And if MD's listening there, I can only apologise to the Asda and Mark. General <laughs> public. There's a liberty in Motherwell yeah. as well. I've, no, bags. it's only my mistake. Occasionally, because I always carry a bag in the car, and in my mind, I've got it in there. I've become so disciplined at taking the bags for life with me. I used to be horrendous yeah, that's at what it, I and I would sometimes. buy them constantly. But oh, I'm on, I'm on fire with it now. Yeah, but then my house is just a collection uh, bags for life because mm-hmm. I forget. Well, anyway, uh, right. So why don't we uh, move that on very swiftly before <laughs> people fall asleep? But if you've any suggestions about what Gordon's TikTok, yeah, that's a good one. Content should be, and what he's handle should be your, I could, your, your I username could, or whatever yeah, my fans could help me out um, let us know send me a tweet um, and we'll <laughs> we'll get back to it let's let's start the build up um, what did he say <laughs> don't worry you'll be popular one day popular I thought he I thought he referenced another well known website that sounds like Paul <laughs> let's move on um, the Celtic fans let's continue to build up to tomorrow that would be nice or start the build up to tomorrow let's get Brendan Rogers' thoughts on the challenge here is what he had to say obviously a decade is is a long time but for us we have the bravery to go and play our performance and play our game and and with the like I said with the supporters together uh, given that extra push then why can't it be the first win tomorrow night? So, so that's our mentality, and uh, we're all ready for it. The players, the, uh, the the supporters will be ready for it. They always are, and uh, and hopefully we can have a good night. But we're going to have to work very hard. But as long as we can go and give our best and, uh, and play with that belief and then that quality and speed in the game that we want to see, then uh, yeah, we, we can pay me a really good chance. What are you thinking tomorrow, Mark? Sum it up before we delve into the specifics. Well, that's quite an unbelievable start there. Ten years uh, since the last home win. Um, look, I think Celtic have got probably as much of a chance or as good a chance as they have done in, in recent times at home. Lazio, look, they're not the Lazio that we all know, but they still will pose a serious threat. Celtic just need to tidy up at the back. You know, Andy, just before mentioned just those finer moments in the games, those moments that in probably a, a run-of-the-mill league game, you get right, um, those little mistakes. Celtic always seem to get punished for in Champions League night. If they tidy up those and can be a bit smarter in front of goal, then I think they will get a result. They've certainly got the players to do it. They, I feel they just need that first goal and have something to hang on to rather than chasing things or rather than try to rejig things to get back in the game. To get the first goal tomorrow, it's going to be crucial. I think they'll go on and win it. Um, 
Lazio, Gordon, it's a bit of a, it's not been a great season so mm-hmm. far. Um, although I mean, they went to Napoli and won, which is obviously an outstanding result. Um, and then, yeah, it's kind of hard to be too critical because lost at the weekend away to AC Milan, so you know, yeah, no, no shame won. in that. Uh, beat Torino before a couple of draws in there. They did draw with Atletico Madrid at home in the in the previous um, match day, of course. What do you think? I think like all Italian teams, they'll be well-disciplined, Gordon. They'll be well-organised. Well uh, I'm with Mark. I think the first goal will be so, so important. If Celtic can really be strong in defence tomorrow night, I don't know, is Carter Vickers in line maybe come back? No. Um, is, I don't think so. I'd be surprised that? if he was. Um, but I think if they can get a solid base tomorrow in the back four, they've certainly looked, they've, they've showed it before, middle to front, they're as dangerous, especially at Celtic Park, especially in front of the, the, the Celtic fans and the atmosphere and everything that comes with it. So I think it's all about the defending tomorrow night. If they can get that bit right, middle of part to front certainly can create and certainly can score, but they will have to be at the best. There's no doubt. Because Lazio will have decent players, will be very organised, will be a threat and hard to break down. So, But... Mark's got it right in the head there when he said that the first goal is so, so important. need to be clinical in those situations. You look at even that Feyenoord game where the one that they're throwing goal, um, is it Hitati just needs to mm-hmm. slip in Kyogo? Those moments, you get the feeling that those moments on a run-in-the-mill game on a Saturday, he slips him in and Kyogo scores. But for some reason, when they get to these bigger stages, decision-making seems to be poorer. Um, the wrong option chosen, rushed and they just need to be more composed in that final third and I think they, they will get a result mm, 01419511025 get your calls in right now Celtic fans what are you thinking ahead of tomorrow we will get your thoughts after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard hear it watch it search the YouTube stream now Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB or send Gordon a message on TikTok since he's revealed he's uh, he's, he's getting into that platform. I've actually had a bit of feedback on mm. content that you could create and... Um, Remember, it's a family show. And your though. names and stuff like that, so I'll give you that in a second. We're about to hear more from Brendan Rogers and talk Champions League, uh, so get your calls in if you can, please, on the usual number. Uh, let me give you a teaser very quickly. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Score made-to-measure wardrobes. Available to the trade. What a question this is. It's a, actually a, a twist on something that we had last night. And I know, Gordon DL, you don't listen to the show because you think you're too important. And Mark, you... I'm a, you were avid listener. So, um, is the crazy pony again. It is a, like I say, it's a twist on what we had last night and it's a cracker. Since the English Premier League began, there are four players who've scored 10-plus goals in an English Premier League season and 10-plus goals in a Scottish top-flight season, but not for Rangers or Celtic. Okay. Oh, he was an answer last night. So it doesn't include loanies. So we're looking for four, just four players who've got 10-plus goals in an English Premier League Madison. season. Let me finish. 
And 10 plus goals In a Scottish top flight season But not for Rangers or Madison. Celtic Do you think he's done Either of those things? Yeah. No No No. I don't know if he's done either But he's not done them both That was a good show and 10 plus is fair Good going I like that Petrov No Played for Celtic remember oh, oh, Remember sorry, how this I question sorry. works <laughs> That's an important bit Right okay um, oh, this is hard. This one. Well, Andy Robertson's no ten. That's for sure. No. I'm trying to think outside the box here. Think inside the. What box do you mean? First. What? Why outside uh, the box? So just think. Let's think obvious first. Because it's guys that have scored ten and so ten, they're so they're very much yeah. inside the box. This, so is, this is literally where they would be found. Windass. Dean Windass. Aye. Yes. Yes. I'm off and running. I'm off the is. hook. What a show! That I is. can relax. Okay. <laughs> Only three more to get, so we'll get them before long. I hope. Mark is a Celtic fan. Nice. Give us your thoughts. Your overriding thoughts ahead of tomorrow, Mark. Ah, uh, good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good. You? Good. Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks. Um, no, I'm I'm optimistic for tomorrow. Um, everyone knows um, the Celtic family's not been 100 percent behind Brendan Rodgers since he came back as a whole. Um, but I think the Livingston game, what Brendan Rodgers done for the young fan that wrongly ran onto the park, and the manner of the Celtic we never give up attitude at the weekend showed the players that they've still got that even under Rodgers. I think it's all clicking there. And I think I'm just putting his arm around that young boy, leading him off. As a dearly sell back to the fans, we've all got the trust again. And I do believe we're going to push on. And in his interview, he's confident in Europe. And that and I'm, I'm loving it and I'm looking forward to it I just feel the whole family's back together again and we can take that next step um, and push on there we go who knew that Brendan Rogers saving a fan from a security guard would have yeah like, had all, such an impact all these wee things will add up um, that him running along you've seen video clips of him running along the touchline onto the pitch at the weekend showing that passion um, all them add up however it doesn't matter if you don't win. Winning's a crucial thing. And I said, Brendan Rodgers, he had a lot of fans to convince coming back that he had to change a lot of minds on him. And I said at the time, winning does that. Now, it may take a good run. It may take 10 games winning. It may take even longer than that. But as long as you win, you will bring fans round. And if you can do it with wee bits like that added that show compassion to young supporters or show that passion on the touchline for a late winner... That brings everybody along with mm. you and back on side. Do you need more than that tomorrow, Mark? I mean, what you know, sometimes the emotional stuff is, is good, but what, what's how, how tough do you see this challenge being? Um, well, it's, it's European giants, like like you say, no matter where they are now, they might not be the club of old, but still, they're, they're, they are a, um, they've got more money to buy better quality players than we can. But as a team, I, I just feel. A couple, um, couple of games ago, we started with a makeshift defence. There was a lot of worrying about it. The manner of the win at the weekend has just galvanised everybody to say, if we play the same defence we did against Rangers, I, I, I have no hope. I mean, I've got no um, problem with that now. I don't think there's... At, the, the, at first I thought, mm, this is dodgy, that's our weakest point. But no, I don't know. The weekend result, the, the manner of the comeback um, and the win at the last second... I think everybody's working for each other now. They all believe in the defence, I think, is not an issue anymore. Mm. Well, having said that, Lager Bielka won't play because he's suspended. So presumably, Nat Phillips comes not entirely from the cold, from the 
lukewarm area. If I if, not played like, a lot. I can take March points on board and very hard to argue about. I thought they were excellent when they went to ten men against Livingston, but to be fair, I thought Livingston were dreadful. Um I thought on Saturday it's all about ninety plus minutes and Celtic they have got this thing about them, they go right to the end. I still think personally that there's a, a real bit to go. I think they've still to find that next gear. I think there are plenty of gears left there with the quality of the players. I think a big, big plus this season has been the introduction of a different O'Reilly for me. Mm. He's a, he's now become a goal threat and I think he looks a far, far stronger and better player. He's getting into great positions. He's been given the licence to go and score goals and the boys get terrific talent. Um, so I still... I still maintain, you know, I would be confident if they could get the first goal tomorrow night, they'll get something. Um, but I think they'll need to be at their best. But I still think they're a bit to go. Is it in the context of any sort of European success, Mark, I take it it's must win? I'd be happy with a draw, um, as long as it's a great performance. And like, let's say, I, I don't think the last two results have pushed us on the next level, but it's shown the players with this new manager they've still got that ability and he can actually bring one or two like you said O'Reilly um, he, he, last season he was a great player but he just looked really slow and he just, sometimes he looked as if he just didn't care I don't mean in a bad way he just it was that kind of maybe easy for him but there's that bit of hunger that Brendan Rodgers has brought into a couple of players um, and we'll take that on as long as we get a, a decent result a great performance and we just take it forward um, it's early in the season um, but yeah, I, I hope we can do something um, in Europe. Um, Ma- look, ma- match day two it is, of course, there's a long way to go, Mark. <laughs> but um, to Mark in the studio, obviously, Celtic do need to win it, though, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Or realistically, in terms of what what lies ahead away from home and so yeah. on. I don't agree with Mark, and uh, a draw is good enough. I think Brendan Rodgers and the, the full playing staff will know that that's a must win. And if history tells you anything, it shows that you. At Celtic's level, you do need to win your home games to stand any chance. I get Neil Lennon's side went away from home and got a, a crucial win uh, when they qualified. But the period that I was there, we were well aware that it was our home form that was going to get us out the group stages or qualification uh, in third place. So it's it's crucial because you're going away to then Rome. You're going away to Madrid. You're going to pick up points there. Well, Neil Lennon's side did it, of course, and beat Lazio in Rome. It's going to be a tall order. So deal with your home form first. Win the games. Anything other than that is a positive. I agree. I think home form is so important. It'd give you a good boost as well. It'd give you a bit of confidence um, going into the other games. You're picking up the three points, valuable three points. Um, so for me, if they're going to be successful, then I think they've got to concentrate in their home form. I don't think it draws any good. They've got to go for it tomorrow night. They've got to go and get that three, three points and something that they then can build on going forward this is why I'm not cut out to be a football manager amongst many reasons I think if I was Brendan Rodgers it would stress me out a bit Mark because you would look at the previous game um, and I'm not saying Celtic were brilliant and dominated far from it but you know look at last season as well and you'd be thinking right the main thing we need to get right tomorrow is take your chances how do you make that happen (laughs) clearly no guarantee there if I, if I knew how to make that happen, I'd be in the dugout alongside <laughs> Brendan Rodgers. 
How do you make your strikers take? Well, it's I mean, pure it's a, instinct. It's, a, it's like a trick question because obviously yeah, you can't. You, you can't. It's pure instinct for the players that are on the pitch. All you can do, I guess, as a coach and a manager, is put your players in the right positions, give them the right ideas, paint the right pictures for them, and hope that that falls on within the game. Then when the ball falls to them, like the ball fell to Hatati and Feyenoord at a crucial time in the game, you hope they make the right decision. And time and time again at this stage, um, Celtic seem to make their own decision. So they need to get that right tomorrow. Of course, the principles are right. You know, working the ball into those areas, doing the things that you work on in training in terms of filling spaces. It's no coincidence Matt O'Reilly is scoring as many goals as he is this season. It's because Brendan Rodgers has told him what position he wants to take up inside the penalty area when it's on the opposite side or it's making its way into the box. As long as they keep doing that, well, they can't keep continuing to miss, can they? Or play this back on Thursday. It's <laughs> <laughs> so many chances missed. Uh, thank you to Mark, both Marks. Thank you thanks, for your thoughts thanks. there as well. Really good. Means a lot. Um, Martin is also a Celtic fan. What are you thinking about tomorrow, Martin? Um, I'm nervous. Um, firstly, um, I think our home games are a must win. Um, you know, Mark said it there. Um, a draw definitely is not good enough at home. Um, you know, with our only support behind us, um, we need to be picking up the three points. If there's any chance of qualifying, you know, for even you know Europa League after or dropping into Europa League after, after this and, and European football after Christmas, um, which I think is Celtic's probably best chance. I might be a bit pessimistic. I don't know, but I think it's maybe our best chance of European football. Um, after Christmas Yeah A lot's made Gordon no, And I don't think Anyone can doubt The atmosphere And so on mm. We talk about The big European nights um, And I, I sometimes Think some of the stats Are a bit You know they're, they're a bit weighted Because Celtic won't have played It's not like they've played Loads of home Champions League games In that time And then You take into account Sometimes it's very good Opposition But overall As Mark says What is it A decade nearly mm. Clearly this big European night feel thing that we all talk about needs to translate to a home Champions League win. 100%. Um, you can go along there and create the biggest atmosphere in the world. Of course, this, the, the supporters will play their part. They're always doing Champions League nights at Celtic Park. Let's be honest about that. It's up to the players then to feed off that energy. And it works hand in hand because the players then on the pitch have got to give the supporters that excitement off the pitch to work together to drive the team forward. I think if I think if Celtic can defend tomorrow, it's important for three points. Your home games are so so important because when you go to these other, you know, the away games, you look at Lazio away, Madrid, and whatever. They're massive, massive games. You don't expect to get anything. It's a massive bonus if you do. So you've got to put everything into your home games. Try and get points on the board. Try to build from there. And uh, I'm I'm agreeing with Martin. I think. Europa League football would be brilliant for Celtic. Mark Wilson, who plays alongside, presumably, Kyogo and Maeda in attack? Oh, now there's a conundrum for Brendan Rodgers. Um, Palma, even though he came on and made a telling contribution at the weekend, not quite sure it's going to be him. Um, Yang and flashes, but for a, a game of this magnitude, I'm not too sure either. Would they go James Forrest in a Champions League night? Uh, actually, can I tell you, God? I can sense that. I know, you know, and usually there's a standout name that I would just pick and I would go not 100%. Who would you go? 
Who would I go? Oh, that's kind of what I meant. Okay. Anyway. Right. Um, I'm going to go Palmer, even though right. he's not made that. Martin? Lewis Palmer, definitely. Yeah, I think he showed some on at the weekend, he showed some glimpses of being a really good player. You know, um, his first kind of run out for the team as well, where he's really showed, showed that. And I think, you know, if you give him the space, like, you will get that space in European football to play football. So I think he could be, I think he could be telling for Celtic. I really think he could. You could make a difference in the team. Um, if it's me, Forrest all day long. Really? All day. All day. I think, I think I've think i looked at these two lads and they're starting to grow into become Celtic players. But I think tomorrow night is a massive occasion. Um, that atmosphere will be electric. I think you need calm heads. I think these boys can come on and make such a difference. I've not seen any of them the now that I'm thinking, yeah, you're, you, you deserve to claim that number seven spot out in the right hand side I just think that James Forrest has still got something to offer I think he brings that experience and everything to it he's played in these games many a time he knows a big occasion he's a winner so I would probably start and hope that I could get a 50-60 minutes out of James Forrest who can score you a goal as well and then bring on the younger mm. uh, boys What else is on your mind tonight Martin? Um, I was thinking about the, the Michael Beale situation as well for Rangers um, and you know I was thinking I, I think Rangers this is really going to come back and, and backfire on Rangers I think they gave the man more time on the job I mean they've given him what, what 13 million pounds to spend um, he's relatively got a whole squad of new players which had to settle in um, you know, he's won them a European game um, very unlucky to lose to, to, to Martin Celtic um, you know, and spells was was you know played really really well against us. Um, you know, so yeah. I think this could definitely backfire on Rangers this season. A bit of sympathy from across the Glasgow divide mm. for Michael Beale, and funnily enough, Brendan Rodgers was asked about it as well. I'm always saddened when any manager loses their their job, no matter what club they work at. When you manage Celtic or Rangers, they're they're they're, they're big pressure jobs, and I'm sure Michael will go away and. And reflect on his time here, and, and no doubt he'll, he'll he'll come back in again. He's he's an outstanding young coach and and manager, so um, and he'll go away and reflect on on the pressure that he was under and the expectation and the stress that this job can bring. He'll learn from it and and then go on and, and get another job and, and make a success at it. I'm pretty sure. Whatever club, whoever it is, I it, it's it's not nice when someone loses their their role and position and. Uh, I, I hope for him for the, the best for the future of course An outstanding young coach says Brendan Rogers. Thank you to Martin on the line How are you two faring on this teaser? Uh, I can tell you this is the, the, I mean, the, the power and influence of this show We've got some big players in Scottish football playing along uh, Aberdeen's CEO Alan Burrows has got one of the That's answers it. that you're looking for uh, Since So Ooh. four players who've got 10 plus top flight goals in English Premier League and in Scotland, so well, since '92, this man's come up with a cracker in Dean Windass. Well, if Alan Burrows would they make Fadden? No, Stephen Fletcher. Yes, Stephen Good Fletcher. We'll get the rest of the answers, and I'll tell you what: Have you been following this? Because we'd we'd argue and debate VAR all the time. Have you seen this story about the? Well, you will have. You must have about the Spurs and Liverpool game and the offside decision. They have released the audio from what went on between the referee and the VAR room 
It is incredible. I'll play it for you next. You can win £96,000 with Make Me a Winner. Keep listening. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde <laughs> One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. Still time to call or tweet. And actually, speaking of social media, good bit of feedback about what your uh, TikTok career mm. should be. Some really strange <laughs> suggestions. I mean, obviously, loads that I can't, I can't possibly, read out. I can't possibly read out because, um, you know, it's been a family show and whatnot. Um, Alana thinks. If you do make a TikTok, you two should do the rap slap one. That is actually such a good idea. I think slap? we should do that and stick that on the the the, oh, you get the, the super yeah. scoreboard. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, the pony here. What is what is? So is it? Is that what you take water in the mouth? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. No, oh, the rap slap. I thought was a tortilla. And it you is, slap but I thought you to fill. And then you spit the water Basically, uh, maybe I've got it wrong, but the long and short of it is, he's going to slap you in the face with a tortilla wrap, you're going to do it back. The Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, audience would love that. And where's the water? I, I, I thought, maybe, I, I'm not, I don't do TikTok, but I thought that was, you hold a mouthful of water, and then he slaps you with a wrap and see if you spit it out. I, I thought that's what it was. But either way, I want to see you whacking each other with an <laughs> old El Paso. Up. Why have I been dragged into your TikTok? I don't know. No, I'm not into TikTok. The, the double team, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, he duo. can be famous. Um, right, I okay. think we've got a lot of hits. Get your raps in. Martin says, get Gordon to answer football trivia on TikTok. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right. that would be... That, no, like I'm beating it, beat the pundit, so it could be a way forward. The people are... I want something exciting. I don't a want A lot of people boring. are taking this really seriously and coming up with things that are just... So, get, Sanjay says, get the Dazzler... To tour all of Scotland's major scenic landmarks, which is interesting because you hate sightseeing, no. so that might be why it's good. Rating them out of ten, whilst eating a different flavoured ice cream cone every time. Oh, I'd love that. that. <laughs> yeah, but imagine him. Imagine him at the Wallace Monument with some raspberry apple. Vanilla one. Rubbish. Hopeless. Too many stairs. Two out of ten. Move on. Yeah. I like that. I, I, like, I like that idea, idea, but slightly. I think he's the same as you, he'd be watching that in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the rap slap. Yeah, Me too. the rap slap. I think, right, for and next week. You've been trapped. Superb. Lovely That's the night. one next week. Let's do it. I'm going to play some sensational VAR audio um, from, uh, from down south, but my goodness, incredible. Just in a second. Um, on the teaser, four players who've played in Scotland, they've got 10 plus goals in an English Premier League season and 10-plus goals in a Scottish top-flight season since 92, but not for Rangers or Celtic, and it doesn't include loanees. So guys like Dean Windass, Aberdeen, Bradford, Stephen Fletcher, Hibbs, Wolves and Sunderland. Right. Snodgrass? No. Ross McCormick? Nope. Oh, John McGinn? No. Kenny McLean? Nope. Struggling, aren't you? Aye. Um, Both from... Hamilton, one no, for Hamilton. Listen. Played with Hamilton. Uh, no, the MacArthur and the Oh no, 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 no. Both from the similar a, a, a real similar era, I would I would sort of say. Um they're actually both kind of linked by a couple of clubs. Um I, I would ask you to think sort of mid to late nineties era players, that would be your best bet. Um both Scottish, if it makes any difference. Um both strikers. Both very different sizes. That might help you along oh, the way. Oh, hold on. It's got to oh. be a big boned one in there. I'll tell you one. 
No, he played with Rangers. We've got to see John Spencer. No, 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 but they kind of played for Rangers. Really? Really? John Spencer, Motherwell, and Everton, yes. Chelsea. Yes, shout. They can have played for you Rangers know, your or mate Celtic. As well. <laughs> 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 they, decides. they just have to have achieved this. Right, so he's obviously the wee one. So right, there's obviously. Well, we'll get it before the end of the show, like right? One. Just leave it there. Leave it there for now because you've only got one more to get. So we'll get it before the end. Right, let me play this to you, right? Because everyone's been following this story and. It takes a lot for us to delve into English football, but I think this is of good value because we're always quick to sort of scrutinise VR up here and what's going right and what's going wrong and all that sort of stuff. Now, you might, you'll have heard this, I'm sure, this story over the weekend. It's been a big story. Liverpool-Tottenham. Luis Diaz, was goal was wrongly disallowed. Now, basically, he was flagged offside after scoring, but replays showed that he was actually onside. Now, you'll always hear me saying, well, I mean, the, the technology should, should get that right and you can't really can't really grumble which in theory because I hadn't considered this that that's still the case if, mm. if you draw the lines and you check it and you know what you're checking it should be fairly accurate but Darren England the VAR mistakenly believed that the on-field decision had been to award the goal which it wasn't it was the other way around so he thought the goal had been awarded so he checks it sees that it's onside and just tells referee Simon Hooper check complete so the on-field decision stands. Don't take my word for it. Listen to this. Just checking the offside, Dilly Dilly. Give a kick point. Let's go. Yep. Kick point, yeah, please. No so here we are. Wait, okay. Um, just get a tight angle. Yeah, give me two D line ready. I feel as well for frame right, two. So frame fine. Frame two down. Perfect. I've got yep. the time on this. Two D line on left boot. Yep. Let me just switch angles. Kids. I think it might be this angle better. Hey. Happy with okay. this angle. Yeah. Yep. Two D line on the boot. 2D line on the boot. Yep, okay. Wait, no, wait. So 2D line on the boot. I'll, I'll check complete, check complete. It's fine. Perfect. Yeah. Oh. Thank you, mate. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The on-field decision was offside. Are you, are you happy with this? Yeah. Are you happy with this? Offside decision. Go. Yeah. That's, no, that's what it does. What? On-field decision was offside. Are you happy with this image? Yeah, it's onside. The image we gave you is onside. He's played, he's yeah. gone offside. Delay, delay, Ollie's saying delay. Ollie's saying delay. Pardon? Ollie's calling in to say delay the game. Delay the game. Delay the game. Delay the game. Yeah, they've restarted. Yeah. Can't do anything. No. I can't do anything. I can't do anything. Oh, oh, how bad is that? We've all been there at our work when you make a mistake, and mm. the only thing you can do is say, "Oh, mm. beep." Yeah. And, and, and you know what? That's kind of what it, that, that's that's like it in a nutshell. I mean, mm. if you if you do if there is any sort of analysis to be had, then there's probably an argument to say, right, you know that there should be more of like a script that they work to. It should be more. Um, clearly more efficient communication. I remember seeing a story that I'm sure the Bundesliga had brought in like fighter pilots to teach the VAR how to be really clear, really concise, really effective with their communication. Um, because that's just... I mean, there's there's a reason we've never really had an incident like that. And we could, you know, we could carry on for the rest of time and just never get one like that. Seems so muddled. You're right about the clarity of the situation. So many voices coming in, and actually, you had mentioned to me that it was actually the operator, the video operator, that mentioned I, I at the so, end. So, so that that voice, I think, according to the articles I was reading, that voice you hear saying 
who basically sort of flagging up that there's an issue is the replay operator. So he's not actually a match official. You know, you've got you've got the the VAR video assistant ref. You've got the assistant VAR, and then you've got a replay operator, the guy who's working the technology. Just they're all a guy that works for Hawkeye, basically. Mm. Um, and as you can hear, Gordon, once they once because the game's restarted, they're just following the the, the protocol and the rules. They, they cannot bring it back now. Is there a case to say, look? I do not care what the protocol says. This is a like you know a one in a million type incident. It is unprecedented. Bring that game back, and actually nobody from Spurs would would complain. <laughs> is that naive? Mm, I think that's naive. I, th- I think, think so. Yeah, I don't think Spurs would bring that back. Do you? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think if you, you give them no choice. Sure. What are they going to say? No, go for pitch and say. No, well, that's but but then to be fair, they would turn around and say, "Hold on a minute, you've just some done some, you've just." Done something that you cannot do under the laws of the game. Yeah, but they they would know themselves. It's not easy after a, it's definitely not easy. But that's what should have happened. But this whole thing, we cannot do anything. Uh, it needs to go. Mm. You know, for the integrity of the game and for the honesty. Do you think of the Big game, Ange should have done a Michael Bill? Let, let Come on, stand aside. Let them walk up. And put the ball <laughs> We're in the Rangers fans <laughs> at the weekend. They still didn't forgive him for that. So can't see that. I mean, but it is hear, remarkable. You can hear the confusion. You can hear, and then you the can panic. hear the sheer panic and disappointment. You, you imagine how difficult that is for the referee on the field, hearing those voices in his ear, because it's. Uh, I always imagined that was just a one-way audio between the referee and the VAR, but you've got the VAR assistant there as well. Three voices for one on-field decision that the referee has got all the heat on him mm-hmm. so he, at the time he's looking like the bad one but you think of the amount of things he's got to contend yeah. with plus he's got these two who are clearly not watching the actual that's what it would seem Gordon that they, aren't, they weren't actually watching the live version of the game because I've seen mm. it we were watching it so you quick. saw the offside no, so quick isn't it but you saw the offside flag you saw the, the on-field decision and I think it shows you know the importance of of accuracy over speed mm. because I actually wonder despite the fact that things are supposed to be getting better as VR goes on the part of me wonders if maybe that mistake actually doesn't happen a couple of years ago but now you know they're, they're trying to make things quicker trying to trying to speed it up they're, they're trying to do that with those obvious ones which it mm. was you know it's a quick look check complete no, because it's, it's so obvious but they don't know what they've got the what obvious bit the wrong way around yeah. um and oh my goodness, it's an absolute mess, isn't it? We yeah, they certainly they, they certainly brought VR into um, question again because you're right, Gwen. I don't think that mistake will ever be made again. Mm. They they get caught up, they panicked. The communication mm. you could hear it there was all over the place. So they've made a real a blunder. It felt inevitable that Scottish football would be first. To do I know. Something I like feel that. slightly disappointed and we weren't. We've not, we've not <laughs> managed it. Um, Come on, go, referees. Right, you've got one more on the teaser. Four players who've played in Scotland. Uh, they've got 10 plus goals in an English Premier League season. 10 plus goals in a Scottish top five season since 92, but not for Rangers or Celtic. John Spencer, Dean Windass, Stephen Fletcher and... Got to be Big Dunk. Duncan. Absolutely, how yeah. good was my clue? Brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah. Large. Uh, right, thank you very much to Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. This is going to be one of the busiest periods ever in Scottish football because we've got big Champions League games tomorrow, big Europa League games, and one of our biggest clubs is without a manager. So do not miss it. Tomorrow we're back from six with, if I can remember right, Simon Donnelly and Andy Halliday. Make sure you join us, please. Love to speak to you. And Callum Gallagher is up next.